You're listening to The Scoop, the show that gives you the inside story on South Stockport's independent businesses. Each week, we'll bring an interview with a local business owner. We will find out about their journey to independence and what they can offer to our community. As a resident and a business owner myself, I think it's important to give other local enterprise a voice and a platform to share their stories, challenges and importantly successes. And with so many local businesses, independents and entrepreneurs in Cheadle Hume, Bramall and beyond, we can be sure to hear some exciting tales. So on this week's episode, we'll be hearing from Hannah O'Donoghue Hobbs, as well as working a day job in marketing. Hannah has two side hustles, Tilly Hobbs & Co, a Manchester-themed baby muslin and cloth and blanket business, and Hannah is Social, a social media support and training platform. How are we this evening, Hannah? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Yes, very well, thank you. It sounds like you're just about as busy as I am. Um, yeah, just messing around. Um, can't beat two side hustles, can you? <laughs> no, no. I like, yeah, I like to be busy. <laughs> I like to have a lot going on all the time. <laughs> Good. Okay, and there's there's uh, children involved as well, isn't there? Yeah. So three side hustles, I suppose. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> three full. She's a full time situation. <laughs> Excellent. Right then, let's um, let's start as we always do. Do you want to um, tell us about your businesses yeah. um, and your journey to where you are today, Hannah? Yeah, um, so Tilly, well, both of um, my little businesses were made, born, started um, when I was on maternity leave and just looking for things to do kind of while Cora slept all the time. Um, so Tilly Hobbs was made out of a bit of... Um, I was just really annoyed at all the baby items that were available at the time. I think in three years, I think a lot has changed in baby clothes and accessories, but it just, everything was pink and like flowers and I'm nothing against flowers, but it was just all very samey for girls anyway. And I wanted to have Mm -hmm. like baby stuff that I wanted to have. I mean, obviously she didn't care at three weeks old what was in a nappy bag or what like she was wearing. I wanted to have nice things that I liked. So um, my sister is a graphic designer and I just asked her to do a little sketch, like a, a Manchester one. Um, so that's why she came up with the Arcade Design to be. Um, okay. And yeah, I just, oh, it was an absolute nightmare. Trying to find someone who would print, screen print onto muslin cloth. Oh my goodness. An absolute, because it's got to be obviously water-based and safe for kids and da, da, da. Yeah. It was, oh, a nightmare. And I don't, I don't actually know. I think because I had a, a lot of time in my hands, like with all them night feeds, I was determined. So we found um, a lovely man called Joel and he's near the arena, um, his little warehouse. So he, we bring all the Muslim cloths to him and um, yeah, everything's Manchester-based and yeah, I love it. I've like I've focused a lot on the Instagram um account with Tilly Hobbs. We've got such like a nice little gang on there and loads of lovely people that I've met. Um Okay. So yeah, that's Tilly Hobbs. And then at the same time, um I on Matt Leave, I approached um Stephanie Ledigo from GoPR, who is amazing. Um and she yeah, I needed some help with social media stuff for her clients. Um, so while I was on mat leave, I just kind of um, dabbled in that. And it's something I really, it comes really, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but it comes really easily. And I love, <laughs> I love like, I just love social media. Since like MySpace, since Bebo, I've been on it. Um, and 
yeah, it's something I've enjoyed and I've picked up recently, um, more formally when I when I was furloughed, just as something to, again, something to do. I, I clearly don't like having time off. <laughs> no. So, um, so the well, the Tilly Hobbs and Co has been running for about three, three years, years. So you yeah, know, three. yeah. Um, so, um, how have you how have you managed to? to find the work-life balance with with the one because obviously at the moment you've furloughed you said aren't yeah you? yeah so the two businesses it's sort of it's slightly easier i suppose yeah because you haven't got a full-time day job but how did you find the full t- the work-life balance um with the the full-time job and and the yeah. extra business i think um a lot of late nights um when i'm in work like in normal times um, i have wednesdays off and that's just with cora like i don't do any work on a wednesday um okay. We, I was just like, we used to go to playgroup and whatever. Um, but yeah, as soon as when she used to nap, I would work then. And just, there's a lot of, with social media, which is again, a lot of the Tilly Hobbs stuff, it's all pre-scheduling. When like my husband Wayne, when he's off on a Sunday, I'll just like have a couple of hours where I schedule loads of posts, um, mm-hmm. reach out to people who I need to and just kind of tick off my admin stuff. So yeah, I think a lot of forward planning and some late nights as well, definitely. I found that cool. two two AM my cut off point. After that, I don't make any sense. Two AM. <laughs> two AM. Yeah, that's because then if she wakes up at half seven, I'm all right. Then I'm all right with a good big cup of tea, and I'm all right. <laughs> um. So it sounds like then that Tilly Hobbs is actually as much as you're selling a product there. It's it's as much of a, a digital marketing business. Sorry, excuse me. It's as much of a digital marketing business in its own right. Yeah. Is it, would you say? Yeah, I think it's definitely been um, a learning process. I I always say I've got like about four thousand followers on there at the moment, which is when I've not I didn't kind of attack it like you know in the algorithm and doing all the mm-hmm. the science Instagram stuff whatever. Um, my first posts were awful and the way that I went about selling was, it was just very silly. Whereas mm-hmm. when I, when I look at the other influencers that I was buying off and the, the kind of things that I was um, consuming, it's more about the person and the story behind the brand, obviously not with, you know, top shop or whatever, but with the smaller brands, you're buying for the person and like what, yeah, what they're about. So I really tried to incorporate yeah. that into, um, yeah, my kind of social media strategy if you can call it that. <laughs> okay. And do you use the same strategy for Tilly Hobbs as you do for Hannah's Social and your other clients? I feel like with Tilly Hobbs, it's it's literally just me. I really don't think about it too much. Like I'll just bob on stories and talk rubbish or tell you about the latest couch that I've bought and all that, whatever. Um, <laughs> but with Hannah's Social, I'm very conscious that I can't just be talking rubbish like on stories because it's, I, but obviously I want people to like you know buy from me and sign up for a workshop and whatever so I do mm-hmm. try and just keep it to social media and I'm definitely more conscious of like my insights and stuff like that when I'm posting when's the best time da, da, da. um so yeah I definitely go about it differently and with 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 clients as well yeah I wouldn't I would yeah be more I don't know if scientific's the word, but kind of a bit more of a checklist. And there is with Tilly Hobbs, I'll post whenever and I know that, you know, someone's going to be awake or someone's going to be like on the phone. Um, right. So yeah, a bit different. I suppose with a client, it has to be maybe more goal orientated. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Because a lot of just want, um, a lot of clients just want more interaction, more engagement on their posts. And, or it could just be that they want the right content and then they'll work on the interaction. So yeah, definitely more goal orientated than um, 
me just talking rubbish about blankets. <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you find balancing the two businesses now? I mean, do you find that you, you maybe sort of get carried away with one and spend a couple of days and then almost mm. neglecting the other or definitely or you, are you able to balance it i i have recently just because i've been i think i hadn't realized that other people not enjoyed the social media side of it, but like i just have all these facts in my head about different ways that you can get a post to go viral or different ways that you, you know your stories can reach people and i just i don't i didn't click that people would want to know that do you know what I mean? Like I bore Wayne with it all the time and he's like, okay. <laughs> or like trying to tell my mum how to use Facebook and she doesn't care. But yeah, people like want to know. So that's been really exciting me. And obviously it's a new, I've been, like I said, I've been doing Tilly Hobbs for over three years. So mm-hmm. I've been doing the same theme, the same quotes that, you know, it's the same audience. Whereas this is a bit, a lot more broad and exciting. So yeah, I have, I do kind of let Tilly Hobbs run itself a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely feel a bit tight on on the old uh, muslin cloth <laughs> but yeah I, yeah definitely neglect them but but once I get more get a bit more of a content plan in place <laughs> if I treat myself like a client I'll be all right yeah well that's that was the next thing I was going to yeah. ask is do you treat Tilly Hobbs like a like a client or is it more I mean you have said it's sort of relatively ad hoc yeah um well so I'll, I still make sure I post once a day but I yeah, it definitely does fall by the wayside as, as far as being engaging and remembering mm-hmm. to keep my story like circle lit and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's yeah, totally helps. But yeah, um, I'll get back onto it. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk um a little bit. I, I'm 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 aware that obviously I've just asked you about leaving one out, so I don't want to leave either business out. Oh, don't worry. Um, but we've already established that that Tilly Hobbs runs a little bit like a marketing agency in its own right, because that's where you're doing your, your selling and you, yeah. that's where your story is being told. It's all on online and on Instagram, particularly you said. Yeah. So you've already mentioned stories in particular mm-hmm. for those people that don't know necessarily, or cause there'll be a lot of entrepreneurs um, and small business owners like yourself, like me, who, who need to use Instagram and Facebook and, and all Absolutely. the other social platforms. So what let's let's first off, what are stories? You've so, you've mentioned stories a few times. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, obsessed. Um Instagram stories. <laughs> well, there's Instagram stories and there is Facebook stories as well, but I don't rate them as much. But Instagram stories are basically um a little feature that you see at the top of your um feed on Instagram and it's a 24 hour 24 hour little sneak peek into your life or whatever you want to post whatever you post there only stays there for a day um so you can either do i, I love like little talking ones to camera you can share your posts that you've, that you've posted that day um or you can share other people's content i love them and i think they're, they're so important i can't stress enough how important they are for if you're selling a product or a service or yourself because some people will just go on them some people will just flick through stories rather than scrolling through the feed and um oh you started me off now but instagram instagram mm. really values them as well and they're they're currently trialing having two rows as opposed to one that you know that we have at the moment they're mm-hmm. trialing two rows so i think that can only indicate how much they're um yeah they want you to use them and basically the more you do on instagram that they want you to the more they're going to boost your content right okay and why are they so important compared to the to the grid then because you're going to get a 
in a single post, you're going to get a better message out in a grid post. This is like that you? is yeah um, yeah that is true. So in a if you want it something to be more um, permanent, obviously on your grid it stays there. And if you've got a bit of a lengthy um, caption or something that you want to really put across, if it you know putting across some value or something that people you want people to share, you do want that on your grid. And obviously sharing is a big thing on Instagram as well because it shows the algorithm um, that you've you're giving value to your followers and that's what they want um but your story I think I think it's just a great reminder to people that you're there if you're popping up you might not pop up in their feed when they're having a little if they're on the lunch time oh, lunch time said that word um scrolling <laughs> if they're just scrolling they might miss your post but if you pop up at the, in a little circle at the top of their feed they're going to see you and if you're directing them then to um to the posts that you've you've created and it's just, I think it's just a great little reminder for things like that to remind people that you're there. And also you can just create different content. Like obviously TikTok's gone wild, but you can do your own little videos on on stories and kind of draw people in that way. I don't think your personality can come across in your grid as much as it does in stories. And personality is huge, I think, for, for mm. most businesses. Yeah, so I suppose then stories is more like the like the the whatsapp conversations you'd have with your mates yeah. sort of the flitting conversations if you like are they yeah and um, whereas uh, your grid is more like going out for a meal or, or for a for a proper night out yeah would that be that's a good description yeah um yeah it's just more yeah more permanent more you obviously your post can be a bit more meaty you can get into whatever you if you're trying to sell inform if you're trying to entertain people you can put that on there but your stories are just I just think a great little sneak. I like to use them with like a sneak peek behind the scenes, um, mm-hmm. but you can obviously use them as an ex- as an extended part of your grid. But yeah, it's only there for twenty four hours, so that's the only thing. Okay, so obviously you've said that you love Instagram. You're obsessed with Instagram. Oh, yeah. What about the other social platforms? Um, yeah, um, um, Facebook is obviously cute. I think as a business, it's good. You need to be on Facebook, and if you're going to be on Facebook do it well because mm-hmm. when when people are googling your company or googling um, competitors or just you know your industry you're going to come up and your facebook page is going to come up so if they see like oh post every three months and your page just looks dead what's the point it's not it's a like it's a shop front isn't it um mm-hmm. i think facebook has changed in the past couple of years and that they don't let you build up your uh, a business page as as easily as you could do um for like one of the companies that I work for we on like started a business page and it just went from thousands to the next thousand to the next thousand with obviously with a lot of work but with it was just a lot easier than it is now because they value um Facebook wants you to value like your friends and your family on your mm-hmm. feed as opposed to businesses so you really do have to work hard to um to get your page on a roll and to get the right people engaging and, and reaching. Yeah, it's, um, it's harder to interact this is it. It, with a with a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, you can't um, just bother. You need people to interact with you, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. Having said that, there, there's, there's a new feature, isn't it, that's rolled out relatively recently where your Facebook page can follow other Facebook pages. Yes, I love, yeah, and I love that. So you can interact with other Facebook pages, which is quite useful, yeah. is it not? And I think the, um, this, again, this was quite a while ago, but they up, they changed it where you can, your business page can join groups. So you can comment yeah. as your business page, which I think is amazing. Um, because then 
your personality come across your expertise and it's not just in like a salesy way you kind of mm-hmm. ingraining yourself in whatever community you're trying to get involved in um so, so facebook is just as if not even more important but yeah it is just hard to build um mm-hmm. a bigger following it's obviously it's possible but it's just yeah a bit of a graft so I suppose the people that, because a lot of people say, oh, Facebook's dead. Like, nobody sees my Facebook page uh, and that kind of thing. But it's not dead no. from what you're saying. It's just that you've got to work harder. Absolutely. To, you've got to make, to make the right. Co- well, the same as Instagram. If you're making the wrong content for your community, your followers, it's going to just flop. But if you're making, mm-hmm. if you're putting time into it, and that's obviously, I'm always saying like, you just need to make time, make some video. Da, da, and I completely understand people are running businesses. <laughs> they haven't got time to like do all this stuff um but yeah it's just yeah facebook is absolutely i can't think of the stats off the top of my head but i think there's like 70 percent of of people age 18 to 55 or something like that something wild um mm-hmm. have a facebook page so and if that's your customer base and if that's your like target audience then you need you need to be on either be on there and do it well or don't be on facebook yeah yeah, I always think it's odd that people say you shouldn't be on Facebook, you shouldn't be on Facebook because everybody's on Facebook. It's literally like like a utility. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a blog. Like You know how yeah. the, the old style blog websites yeah, is more yeah. like that really, isn't it? Yeah. Than Instagram is. Yeah, I think it's but, yeah, it's still really important. If people are still using it and if yeah, anyone is still using Facebook, then you, as a business you should be on it unless you're very mm-hmm. niche or that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You've said there that if your content's not on point, mm. then you're not going to succeed on on either or any of the social platforms. Yeah. No matter how much you engage, what is what is good content then? How, how does somebody know that? I think with a a lot of research. So obviously, you'd have all your brand guidelines and your like base that you you're going to start off creating posts and you like. Um, your tone of voice will just come naturally because that's, you know, it's your mm-hmm. business. Um, but I think doing some research into competitors, obviously not to copy, just to get like inspiration and see what they're doing well, what you do better um, or different, in, there might be industry trends that you can follow. Um, it, yeah, it really depends on you as a, a brand or as a company, but I just think keeping, yeah, keeping an eye on what's generally a trend on Instagram like what mm-hmm. what's getting shared what's coming up onto your feed um and a lot hashtag research is so important for your content as well obviously to um to use in your post but also to interact with and to like get content ideas from um i think it's so okay so, so what's what's a hashtag if, if anybody doesn't so, know yeah a hashtag is um basically a in, an interactive like searchable word on instagram so you could do for example, hashtag hairdressers. And if you click on that in on Instagram, you'll be greeted with millions of posts um, all related to the hairdressing industry or just what any, whatever anyone's used the hashtag on. Um, so it just makes a nice little library of, yeah, whatever you're looking for. So if there's millions of posts there, then for a hairdresser, hashtag hairdressers would be a good hashtag to use, would it? No, it would be bad. It would be bad. Okay. So... Um, Basically, you this is why this is why hashtag research is important. Like, so say a hairdresser used hashtag hairdressing and you did a, an amazing post and it, it took you ages and you got the caption right, da, 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 you posted it. That so there's probably like seven well, probably millions of hairdressing posts. Um so it's gonna get lost straight away. It's gonna just be go down to like the bottom 
of the pile really because people will be posting on it every every second um right okay no one's gonna have a chance to interact with it because it's just yeah 2.5 million posters on hashtag hairdressing so it's going to go right to the bottom of the pile no one's going to get a chance to see the content you've put like hours into making um just because it's it's way too saturated um so what you want to do is really like funnel your searches down you could do hairdressing hairdressing salon has like twenty four thousand posts that's the kind of numbers that you're wanting to get a chance at being engaging yeah, it's just really important to research your hashtags. Don't use basic ones. Don't just type them in as you're thinking, um, because it's just it's just. A, I think it's really important to make the most of your time on Instagram, and that's a waste of your time. Um, right. And and the yeah, hashtags work on Facebook as well. They have just recently started allowing them to work. So people used to use them, and it's oh, irritated the life out of me uh, because you couldn't click on them. They're not interactive. Like they're just the words that you've clearly copied from Instagram. Um, but now they are making them somewhat interactive. Like you can still, you can't see top posts and stuff like that, but you can, when you click on them, you will be taken to um, a selection of posts also using that hashtag. So they are handy. Um, I'm actually, I'm looking into what are the best hashtags to use on Instagram because some don't work, but like hashtag support small business is really um, going wild at the moment. So yeah, that's a good one mm -hmm. to use. But yeah, I think it needs some practice because I think if you use just a load of hashtags on Facebook, it looks messy. It looks like you've just con like crossed over from Instagram and not thought about each different platform. Um, yeah. But yeah, as, as they improve that function, obviously it'll get better. Okay, so Support Small Business yeah. has 16.3 million posts. Uh, is that on, on Facebook? One. No, on Instagram. It's, it's, not a good, it's a good one in that, it's a good one for you to look through. And, yeah, and okay. see, oh, so you look through the ones with the high volume. Yeah, look through and get inspiration. The ones with the smaller volume. Yeah, because then you're going to get it's right. going to be a more interactive community of people using that hashtag. Um, okay. It's going to be, yeah, you're not <clears> going to get because say you post. Imagine if you post on the hashtag support small business at the same time as fifty thousand other people have. It's just going to yeah. drown you out. Okay, um, so. Yeah. Support small business owners, for example, has seventy eight and a half thousand posts. Mm, so a little bit too many. You do your you do your you do your research on support small business, but you might use that one, maybe. Mm, I'd go for under fifty thousand. Okay. It like so mm, su support small businesses. Is that the right amount of s's? No, there's an extra s on that. That's one. Uh, that's one point seven mil. With with <laughs> with two s's on the end, it's twenty seven point nine. Oh, support. Okay, that's because it's spelt wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but is anybody going to search for something that's spelt wrong? You'd you'd hope not, but a lot of people have. have I mean, I don't know what that says about the businesses with all the. <laughs> um, there's support small business UK has got five thousand, so that's going to be a really good one. Okay. And really cool. good for you to. And also, hashtags are a good way if you've got twenty spare minutes in the day to go on Instagram and really like put some worth into your account. Just go on your hashtags, yeah. comment on a few people. Let's say it's support, support Small Business UK and you've, you've used your time well. And these businesses are going to then come back to your page and that kind of thing. So you're not just like, you know, scrolling willy-nilly and, um, you know, commenting on whatever. These are going to be like val okay. valuable connections. Cool. So I suppose for um, for us small business owners um, in, in the area, then it's well worth, um, searching those ones what about maybe more local um, hashtags is there 
I've recently, is there anything in particular? I've been looking. Um, I have been looking for small. But obviously, there's a general area like hashtag cheat or hashtag whatever. But mm-hmm. there isn't a great. Maybe that's something we should set up. Um, a, a small <laughs> business hashtag because like Stockport Business has got a thousand posts, but it's not very interactive and it's not like. I mean, yeah. maybe yeah, we should add to that. But it's yeah, they haven't got great. There isn't great ones for local, um, the local area. There's obviously Stockport mums, Cheshire mums that you could you know get involved with things like that. But there isn't one especially for small businesses that I've, that I've seen. Right. Okay. So that's maybe something that's worth, um, listeners maybe if they if they see see one or use one. Mm. to maybe sort of let us know and we can uh, we can try and sort of spread it across the network and get and get it used and, yeah. and generate a network through hashtagging yeah absolutely and then you yeah boosting if you if if the instagram algorithm sees you engaging and people coming back to your page um mm-hmm. messaging each other and um, replying to stories then your start your your posts are going to be boosted massively there we go then guys that's uh that's top tip number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort your hashtags out. <laughs> Ace. Okay, so um, moving on then to the local area, because um, because we don't just like to talk about business, we mm. like to sort of try and talk about the community yeah. as well. How does your, and obviously link the two together, how does your business and the local area almost interlinked? Obviously Tilly Hobbs is is very much manchester yeah based isn't it yeah absolutely is it a manchester is it a totally manchester audience is it um there's been i've been very excited by like a few orders from dubai um mm-hmm. there's like northampton um vicky mcclaw ordered one and that went wild it was so exciting um she ordered one and it yeah made my life and um, so a lot of people then ordered from Nottingham because they definitely okay. the designs are very Manchester like there's no way around it I don't think <laughs> um so yeah it's very very Manchester and Cheshire based but that's, that's okay. I'm all right with I'm all right with that good and then what about your social business is that is that very local is it or are you do you branch out um I am yeah so far, it has just been um, local businesses, which I think is really exciting because I can obviously mm-hmm. see the benefits then, and I can see yeah. like I love when my friends are like, "Are you doing their social?" Like when they've seen some like some posts <laughs> pop up, and I'm like, "Yes, I am." So it's um, yeah, I really like it, and it's it's I'm speaking to people from businesses I'd never heard of before, um, never yeah. interacted with, so it's just yeah, dead, yeah, I like yeah, I like being local, and it's open obviously with them. Um, Tilly Hobbs, there's a limit to the audience. It's general, very general. Like my Instagram audience is literally women aged 25, I think, to 35. It's really very yeah. like niche. Um, but with Harry uh, Soap, there's no. It's it's a really great spread. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been dead interesting. Yeah, I like I like keeping it local. I suppose by keeping it local as well, and this this maybe goes for for all business owners to some degree. Um, if you keep it local, you become well known in your area as the go-to. This go-to is it. That's the dream. If you try and go national, then you're fighting everybody, aren't mm, you? Yeah, no, that's that's definitely what I'd like. I'd like to be, um, like know that I'm good at what I do. Oh, cringe at myself, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like people to think that I'm. Um, I've got. And all then the to to reverse that, then what does your business give back to the? to the area i suppose 
it's it's exactly the same, isn't it? You you're providing the area with local business owners with support, are you? Yeah, yeah, and definitely. I um well like at the beginning of lockdown I provided my services for free. Um mm-hmm. so I think it was about thirty businesses. Um so I I would love to do everything for free, but I I've got to eat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, I'm really passionate about it. It's like it's exciting. I get, I really want to push people. And people are like, oh, mm. I just don't know what to. I'm like, well, this is what we're going to do, <laughs> and this is how you're going to get out of there. You're going to make this viral, do it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I gave, I gave back in that way. But yeah, by helping, there's some amazing, amazing businesses that people don't know about because. Either either the owners don't have time for social media, or it's not just something that comes natural to them. And so I think kind of helping in that way, just making sure everyone knows about the business, they can shout about it in in a way that's going to reach the right people. Yeah, brilliant. So you're sort of doing exactly the same as what what we're trying to do here. Mm, yeah, but on on the social platform rather than podcast platform. Yeah, definitely. Ace, that's uh, yeah. that's brilliant. Exactly. So. Um, Let's talk about challenges then. Mm-hmm. What have been your biggest challenges? Um, obviously, we're only three years in, really, to Tilly Hobbs, yeah. and, and not even that into Hanover yeah. Social. Yeah. Um, what have been your challenges? So the challenges, um, definitely, at the beginning with Tilly Hobbs was getting someone to print on muslin cloth. That was mm-hmm. such a oh my goodness, crazy. Uh, also, people reading muslin as Muslim. And I was kicked out of the Didsbury group because someone said, why are you printing, what did I say? Uh, printing on, on muslin class. I was like, why would you print on muslin? I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, I'm not, please read what I've said. So that was a barrier. People thinking I'm a lunatic. Um, uh, yeah, and then just trying to get the right price point. I didn't want to, put people out and charge too much because I never set up a business before or, you know, sell, sold any mm-hmm. products. Um, so, yeah, just getting the right price point and trying to reach as many people as possible um, because, obviously, it's the first time as well I'd use social media for a business of my own. Um, yeah. So trying to, yeah, get the right tone of voice, the right kind of quotes going on and reaching – I was trying to um, – send out a lot of the muslin cloths to like influencers and like local celebrities and stuff trying to get trying to get them to people was just a, a nightmare as well mm-hmm. and the oh the rates if only I was a celebrity like 600 pounds someone was charging for a post on Instagram and this was a few yeah. years ago so I can only imagine what she's charging now so trying to get people to do that for free <laughs> was, <laughs> was was a pain but yeah I did yeah a lot of um yeah, they've done really well for such a little, just a little idea that I thought of yeah. like one crazy night feed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that they were the main barriers. And I suppose then lockdown hasn't really mm. caused you any, any barriers, particularly has it in terms of business? Well, at um, the... obviously you've managed to set up a new business within. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. Yeah, um, well, just before lockdown, like literally two weeks before, the muslin cloth and some of those blankets, yeah, a few blankets were in a uh, pop up shop in the Trafford Centre. Um, okay. So that was like, oh, my life was made like they're in John Lewis. Um, Brilliant. Which, I mean, that's just my, my place to go. Um, and 
uh, yeah, my life was made and they did really well. I think like 11 sold on the first day because people were, it was just the right audience. It was just, it was in the exact right mm-hmm. spot, just on the second floor in the traffic center. And um, yeah, then obviously Corona happened. The second week footfall, um, it fell by like 50% or something. Um, mm-hmm. So they weren't doing well. And then that just, it was meant to be like, I think a couple of months they were meant to be in there, but then obviously that just stopped. So yeah. that was unfortunate, but the, the opportunity is there again if, you know, when they're back up and mm-hmm. everything's normal. Um, and is it big Is it big businesses like that that you're looking to get into rather than, say, the makers markets um, locally? The thing, well, the main thing with the makers markets is just that with Cora having her, obviously you could go to someone else in the day, but that's like, I, I'm not saying I don't like working, but I, on my weekends, on the time that I'm meant to be with her, I like to be with her. And right, that's okay. literally, I would just, I don't know if I could balance the guilt of being at the maker's market and she wouldn't stand still or be any help either. So, no, no. yeah, so it was that, that's my main thing, really. But there's so many people who would have her and who would look after her for me. But yeah, that's my only thing. It's like, right, that's okay. my day off. Um, but <laughs> I would, I, I would love to be in John Lewis. It was um, a curated makers pop-up. So Megan, who runs Curated Makers, which I can't say, um, she like champions small brands into big brands like that. Like she's been in Paper Chase with a pop-up. Um, okay. And then, yeah, John Lewis. So that it was just a perfect setting. It was a load of Manchester gifts and we were in like the little baby section. So it was amazing. But oh, John Lewis would be a dream, yeah, if I could just drop them <laughs> off a big load of stock and run away. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, and so what about successes? Obviously, you just said that I think this pop-up is probably a, a pretty good success. Yeah. Um, any other successes that you've you've um, had as a, as a self-employed? Yeah, well, recently, I don't know if you know, Tony McCarroll, he was the original drummer for Oasis. And I basically, okay. um, I just kind of bullied him into letting me do his social media. He was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to do it himself. And I was just like, Tony, this isn't working for you. Like he was getting, he was getting. Uh, well, recently I've got him to ten thousand followers, which has um, like made my day. Um, but he was getting loads of followers and loads of interaction. But it's like you post, you can't just post pictures of the sea. <laughs> we can't do this. So yeah, I took that over and I really like boosted him his engagement. He was doing a lot of um, uh, like meet and greets and uh, question nights question. You know, question and answer sessions. That's what I was. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. So we really boosted his profile there, just like through social and got him some articles and like um, in the press for wherever he was doing the gigs, whatever night. And uh, yeah, he's had really good success with that out of just being a bit leery and cheeky and bullying him into letting me do it. Brilliant. Um, so that was exciting. Yeah. And there's been um, a few like for very Instagram specific successes with um, Hannah's social, like. I've, I've recently joined uh, up with another this another influencer like I'm an influencer <laughs> I've joined up with this girl <laughs> that I've followed for ages for literally years um, and we're doing a hosting a social media consistency challenge I think like over 100 people have signed up for the month and we're just um, basically telling them to be consistent on, on Instagram each day watching their growth answering questions and running like weekly lives and stuff um, mm-hmm. so that's been like when she asked me to collaborate on that, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like proper imposter syndrome, but it's going really, <laughs> really well. So, Excellent. yeah, it's been exciting. And so, do you think those successes are going to um, maybe lead to a point where you can give up the day job and just focus solely on your businesses? That would be that would be the dream if I didn't have to get the train to town. 
again. <laughs> that would be it. Would be, but um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I need to work at selling myself and not selling myself too cheaply as well. Yeah. Um. So if I got that into gear and stop being um a scaredy cat, I probably could. But it's just making mm-hmm. that leap, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it it yeah. really is. There's, I think there's a lot of us out there who who really struggle to sort of take that jump. We have these passions that we do and mm-hmm. spend hours and hours on a week, but struggle to take the jump. And pricing, like you said, is a massive point, isn't it? Oh, I just find it really awkward. I'm, honestly, so many times I'm nearly like, right, don't worry, don't worry, it's fine. And I'm like, no, wait, I've done months of work here. <laughs> I hate it, I hate it. Yeah. So what is the future then? Is the future leaving the day job or is it having them both run sort of quite nicely alongside the day job and, and the family? I think, yeah, until something wild happened and I had too much to handle, I would love, because I love where I work, I love the people I work with and mm-hmm. it's a really, really great company. Um, I would love to, yeah, just slotting alongside. I don't know if I'll um, be going down to three days or what's happening, but yeah, if it could just slot in alongside... Um, I had it, like I said, Tilly Hobbs does run itself. If I can just schedule things and you know interact as I normally do, but Hannah and Social is where I think I think that's what I'm good at, and that's where mm-hmm. I'm, it just comes natural to me when I'm like having all these ideas for different companies. I'm just like this this is coming natural to me, and I'm really excited about it. And they're like, "How do you do this?" I'm like, "I just this is just me. It's all in my head all the time." <laughs> like, that's all but where does it all come from? Because it can't just be in your head, can it? Do you? Do you do um, research on it? I do, or I do research. Is there just in particular you follow, or um, I do a lot of research purely out of like my my own interest. Um, mm-hmm. So if I see like you know with the new the new story situation on Instagram, like that's just I'm interested in that. And how can I make more of that? Or reading up on how to be better at TikTok because oh my goodness, that is a whole world unto itself. I took my, my 14 year old, I felt like a granny. I took my 14 year old sister to help me out with TikTok. I was like, I need, I'll pay you a fiver. Help me film this video. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, just my own research is just for my own joy. But do I have, honestly, I've, got, I've put in a lot of years of getting told off for being on the computer too late and stuff by my mum. Like, I, mm. I just know, I know what works. And I think, right. I'm, I think I'm good at like writing copy and, putting across whatever a brand's tone of voice. I just think I'm just quite good at... I am good at that. I'm going to stop saying quite good. I am good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more it's more practice than... And, uh, and sort of yeah. This is it. Like, dweaving, I, out the, dweaving out the mistakes as opposed to learning what the right thing to do is, is it? I think, yeah. I think I've, I've made all the cringy mistakes on social media so other people don't have to. And I've seen enough mistakes to like know what's going to work, what isn't going to work. Um, okay. Like that, you scroll back to the beginning of Tilly Hobbs. It's just a joke. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, I've learned what's important. What's important on on social media and what what isn't, and what you need to yeah work okay. hard at. Cool. So, um, well then, let's um, let's move on to what is important. I suppose. What would your best social media advice be? You've already spoken about hashtags, mm-hmm. hashtags. Um, and stories. I suppose. Um, but what's what's number one what what's if people were going to do one thing what would it be one thing is to make sure that everything is filled in and it's so basic but when you go to a page and their about section isn't filled in or the times of opening if you're like a physical shop or something like that um make sure that everything is filled in 
So okay. it's really, and there's things that will pop up on Facebook pages. They haven't announced that they've updated. So there's a little section that says our story, which is only, they're only recently added. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't think everyone knows about it. It's not filled in. I just think it looks like, just looks like a bit of an error. So yeah, make sure everything yeah. is filled in. Uh, the same goes for Instagram. Make sure your bio is on point because that's what people are going to search you on. And the same with Facebook as well. Um, that's what, if people are typing in, again, back to hairdressers, hairdresser Cheadle, that's going to bring you to them to make sure your bio is optimized. Um, like, and people look at the bio rather than the grid or the timeline, do they? Absolutely. I think, not to be tight to the world and myself, but just imagine your followers as being lazy and they, they right. look at your... Um, on Instagram, for example, they're going to look on the phone, you see the bio, you see the first six or nine posts if you're lucky, and that's mm-hmm. that's it's going to be like 10 seconds before they decide to follow you or interact with you. So just make sure right, you've done okay. everything to make that um, few seconds worth it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, um, and, sorry, go on. No, no, that's it. Okay. <laughs> it's made a noise. I thought you were going to give us some more. <laughs> oh, let me, well, yeah. What was the other one? Oh, the what? No, the other one will be engaging, and that is literally if you've got twenty. It's even if you don't post one day, if you can spend 10, 20 minutes, just like I said, engaging on hashtags, um, mm-hmm. replying. My favorite thing to do: leave five comments on five um, accounts, five people okay. to post. Um, reply to five comments that people have left for you. If they've left five mm-hmm. comments for you on your recent posts, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, reply to five stories. So you know, click on a few people's stories if it's relevant to you. Reply to them, and then yeah. you've started a conversation in your DMs. Then, um, and then yeah. reply to five stories of people that you don't follow. So people who are still relevant, just you know, launch an attack at some random person, <laughs> but yeah. people who are in your niche, uh, an, an ideal client or someone that you want to like connect with um lee yeah drop them reply to their uh story and that's okay. that's time well spent right then so um we've done your top social advice yeah um tell us about your favorite things about sk and the postcode and and you're based in cheadle i think aren't you yeah i am yeah the best thing i think um well all like apart well i lived in ireland for a bit but i spent all my life here and around here and I mm-hmm. love that like my little girls going to the same places that we went to like Bruntwood and um like Cheadle Village like that used to be like what we used to do on a Saturday like go with my mum and we're, I'm doing the same things with her so I like that um mm-hmm. my mum lives in Cheadle Hume um my granny's just in Heaton Mall like we're all like really local um I think it's just it's a nice way oh it's awful for getting to town but <laughs> <it's>, um, <laughs> aside from that, uh, yeah, it's just a really nice place to live. Um, but you don't, who needs town when you've got um, or the local area? There's so many yes, bars. This, and, and oh, that's this. Yeah, stuff. not well. Not long before lockdown, we tried like a little um, pub because we've never, never been out. I'm not. I feel like I'm young, but I'm like 28. But um, we'd yeah, always we've always just gone to town and like gone to. You know, did free if we were going to be local, but we thought let's go yeah. to cheap. We went to like if you you know a bit far, we've got like the spin in Gatley, um, all yeah. the all the pubs in Cheadle, and it's it's a good time. And you can mm. you're just straight home. It's not a big mission to get home. So that's that's my plan for when I can live my life like a human again. Absolutely, yeah. Cheadle High Street. It's I don't do it very often, but it's got some decent um, 
decent pubs on it. You could have a de- like a nice little crawl. Absolutely, you? maybe not the Dinsbury dozen, but no, well, yeah, the Cheadle few. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just, yeah i wish um the shop side of cheadle high street would like come back again um mm-hmm. but yeah the pubs and the food and stuff that you get like yara oh my goodness bellinis i could have them yeah. um, all you can eat around cheadle <laughs> you could so, yeah. yeah so yeah it's just a great it's yeah it's a nice place to live yeah brilliant Awesome. Well, um, thank you very much, Hannah. No That's worries. been um, it's been really insightful. We've got some uh, some great content, and I've taken a little bit away from that as well. <laughs> um, so I'm going to stick all your contact details, so all your social feeds, your websites uh, for both businesses, on um, our website, which is www.thescoop.co.uk. But just for people um, wanting to maybe go away and search now whilst they're listening, where can they find you? So on Facebook, if you type in Hannah is social, I'll pop up there. On Instagram, it's at Hannah is social MCR because Hannah is social was taken. Um, And (laughs) oh, yeah. And on Facebook as well, Tilly Hobbs and Co. And the same thing on Instagram. Find me everywhere. You can't get rid of me. Excellent. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Hannah. Great to hear about your story thank you. um, to your businesses. And I look forward to uh, to watching them grow and, uh, and seeing where you get to. Lovely. Thanks Fantastic. for having me. You've been listening to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. Please subscribe to our podcast and make sure to listen to next week's show. If you'd like to share your story about your rise to independence, please email guest at thescoop.co.uk or you can find us on Facebook by searching The Scoop. Remember, The Scoop is spelt S-K-O-O-P. Finally, I really hope you enjoyed this show and if you did, it would be great if you could leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform or share with your network to help others find us and enjoy our podcast too.